Friday, the 10th of February in the year of our Lord, 2023. And it's just coming up to quarter to 12 here in the UK. Having a little bit of a coffee time chat today, I met the most incredible person about eight, nine months ago, maybe even up to a year ago. So bizarre, just through emails, through actually Clive DeCarle. He was interested in an interview that Clive DeCarle had done, and it turns out... Anyways, uh, well, I'm not going to let him tell the story. I am delighted to welcome, for the first time, and it's not going to be the last time, my dear friend, Dan Ricks. Mr. Daniel Ricks, hello. I'm going to let you give yourself a proper introduction because I would just like to say you did make the journey from Dorset down to support the Mums of Wales at the courts. You have been unbelievably supportive to myself and all of us at Liberty Tactics. And I am so delighted that you've come on the show. Welcome. Thanks, Lou. And it's it's lovely to catch up with you. It's always lovely to catch up with you. And, uh, and I'll start by saying that I think the work that you girls are doing in fighting what is it is evil, uh, is invaluable, and it is working. And no matter how much you think it isn't, believe me, it is. Uh, and I think you had um, you had the fantastic Matt Letissier, I think, yesterday, didn't you? Oh, it was incredible. I have sent it to you. You do need to have a listen. But before we carry on, because I've just introduced Dan Ricks, no one knows what you're talking about, no one knows who you are, Let's start by getting a little bit of a background on you. Then we will talk about what woke you up. And then we'll follow it on is why you've come on my show. So over to you, Mr. Daniel Ricks. Sure. Well, I'm going to tell you in a way which is not intended to be sort of a secret squirrel, but I do run a prominent company that represents um you know, senior figures from politics and media and beyond and and an awful lot of economists and uh, and quite a few people who are awake uh in fact i i i i'm james's agent james dellingpole's his speaking agent although as james and i both uh, joke about this and he jokes about it a little bit more publicly than i do it's almost absolutely fucking impossible to ever get him any corporate work because He's, um, you know, he's uh, he's not flavour of the month with woke globalists. No, sadly, it's happening to many, many people. But he is wanted by more conservative types and more awake people rather than the woke side of things. Yes. Yeah. And in the mid range also, um, you know, I represent Toby Young and Toby is a champion of free speech, as you know, and we are 100% behind free speech, which is why we also have to list some of the lizards and malfeasance and such like, um, principally because they've always been there. But also, um, like I say, you know, we have to stand for, we have to stand for representing all views and opinions. Um, So, uh, you know, there are some that I grind my teeth slightly at, but um, in fact, there are some that I bang my head against the wall. But uh, you know, we it's a principle that we just have to stand for. Yeah, um, yeah. And I've been in this business for a very long time, um, so many years, uh, you know, coming on 30 years, and prior to that, making documentaries and uh, uh, as a head of production uh, at, a, at a documentary maker. And then prior to that, in news myself, and uh, and then or, or, you know it's been an interesting and checkered career. Um, 
I have never, ever been motivated by money. And I know that people say that that is the most ridiculous statement to make, but I never have. I, it has never, ever been my principal guiding decision-making force is m- making money. My father said to me so many years ago, and he's been dead, you know, over, well over half my life. And he said, never make a decision based on money. Make make that decision on whether you go to work and be happy. Uh, and, uh, and and I sort of took his advice because he was an extremely successful man himself. Uh, you know, he left the RAF and started a small business, two men chopping dog meat. And uh, and today that company is a very, very well-known and very huge organisation, um, which I have absolutely bugger all to do with and I have no monetary income from it. So, you know, it's just one of those things. But he, his advice was good. He gave me a lot of other advice, some of which I think if you could do that, if you could, you know, that's how it should be for everybody. Do what makes you happy. Yeah. And do what's right. Yeah. Do what is right. I've, I've I've never screwed anybody over. I have, uh, I have, well, you know, I have never knowingly screwed anybody over. Uh, and we maintain our agreements with all of our clients and speakers on the basis of goodwill and and basically fair play. Uh, if you if you can't honour that, um, then where is the point? In contracting, you know, where is the point in, uh, in in legalizing an agreement in that respect? So, you know, we be- we pay the barest minimum uh, focus on that. It is all in goodwill. And in all the years that I've been around, we have probably only had a small handful of less than ten of those jobs that have, you know, gone a bit um, teeth grinding. So, what woke you up originally? Because, you know, you and I we we, we met through. James had done a, a show with Clive. Yes. We met, first of all, we're just emailing one another and then we spoke on the phone and I couldn't believe how you're awake, especially from the world you came from. I was just, I was gobsmacked that you were, you know, you were, you're totally on the ball. What was the initial thing that that woke you up? Like for my, my awakening moment was in 2007 with 9-11. I was in a complete and utter bubble. Sorry, 2007. Hmm. So what was your defining moment to think, uh uh-uh, something isn't right here? Well, to be honest, you know, doing what I do, I have always known that there's a a, a huge dose of uh, idealistic bullshit that goes on in the background. uh, And you do always spot the flaws and you you get to a point where you actually think, you know, "Ah, the world is flawed. And so, you know, you live with it. Interestingly, like you, actually, with um, with uh, the uh, the attacks on the World Trade Center, I, I and huge numbers of people were really unconvinced about that. I mean, I didn't it didn't shake me to my very core because obviously there wasn't you know, I didn't have access to the evidence uh, myself. Uh, and, and, and also, I don't tend to get hugely distracted. But um, I just simply couldn't really, I couldn't see it. Uh, and particularly, I was unable at all to see anything aeroplane shaped flying into the Pentagon. Uh, and so, you know, you put it aside and you, you just, you, you remain unconvinced. And then, of course, along came 2020, um, when uh, I I realised that it, the plausibility of shutting down the world uh and certainly you know domestically here in the uk of trying to shut down our entire economy 
on the basis of what could be conceived as just a bad flu at the time um, was counterproductive. Uh, it was going to cause far more damage than it was ever going to cause positive outcomes. Uh, and as the you know the weeks rolled on, I just completely failed to be able to find dead people in the data. Well, dead people um, in the data that weren't necessarily murdered by benazolam and morphine. Uh, and so uh, it was at that point, you know, I realised that we were being, um, you know, a coup was underway. So the the clip, this is what Matt Letizio said, he saw the clip that they first brought out with people dropping to the floor in China, just walking down the streets and dropping dead. And he's like, something in this isn't right. So you weren't convinced by the the the, the clips that uh, the mainstream media are putting out of people falling down dead in the street? No, far from it. I, 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 it that just doesn't happen. You know, that, that's Did simply... you pick up on your doorstep at eight o'clock? Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it, it, if, if anything, sorry, bear with me. That's, if anything, um, you know, I think those sort of videos serve to wake more people up from the outset. Uh, I mean, it, it stands to reason that out of 70 million people in the UK, at least 20% are are with us and saw through this because that's just notionally the way that uh, that's the way that uh, societies work. You know, you're always going to have an element of black sheep. A fifth of the population are always going to be slightly more questioning, and so that's you know that's sort of loosely 14 million people. Um, so this bullshit was called from the outset. Um, it, it, and and then just the madness and lunacy of the you know people mawkishly standing outside their front doors at whatever time it was on a Thursday evening, banging saucepans for an organisation of which seventy five percent were at home on full pay doing fuck all, and making TikTok videos and dancing like like cretins. Uh, all of this served just simply to wake up rational thinking people um the petrified uh and should i say the pussified because a, a great goal of course over the last 50 years has been to pussify society and to you know effeminize it and make it uh, uh and to make it scared of everything yeah. um, of course they fell for it but you know the old adage lou of you can uh fall uh, all the people, some of the time, some of the people, all the time, but never all the people, all the time. It, it is absolutely true. Uh, and uh, I'm afraid I don't go with the negative wailing cathedral that says that, um, you know, the, the, the population are continuously duped. Yeah, we're duped in some respects. Um, and I'll admit that we are. We're, we're duped as to the way the world works. Um, but we're not we're not duped by that which is so obvious. Uh, and people are now learning in a really big way uh, that um, uh, you know that uh, uh, the route forward is not the way it is. As a as a a prominent uh, former policymaker said to me uh, just last year, uh, it isn't that the system is corrupt. It said that corruption is actually the system. Um, and I suspect he probably borrowed that phrase too, but it, it, it is true. Um, so, 
you know, that's sort of where we are. We are a massive growing number of people. The the narrative has collapsed, particularly around uh, the jabs. I can't call them vaccines because they are simply not vaccines. I mean, you know, any product that you have to change the Merriam-Webster um, uh, a definition of uh, vaccine uh, for is uh, it, it, it clearly shows deceit. Uh, and all we have to do is just watch around us with the evidence of our eyes, the numbers of people that are just dying and failing, whose health is just falling away, and then rapid onset cancers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It, you don't need to be a genius. And by the way, you certainly don't need to be an epidemiologist or a virologist or, or you know, a chiropodist or anything else. You certainly don't need to to do to be any of these people in order to understand the evidence of your eyes exactly exactly so you you were so loyal you were there kind of in the background for our first podcast-a-thon uh you were sort of making sure james dellingpole was on time you were checking the website so you were informing us that things were getting taken down and you and your partner stayed with us practically the whole time and you said you'd had a, just a, a, a little light snooze but you stayed and you supported us and then you even came down and you came down to the court that day on the final day uh, in Cardiff, where Paul Diamond came out to people taking selfies with him, mm -hmm. uh, which, as he said when he came out, that never has he come out of court. One, that there's never been mainstream press there, which, as we know, there was there was nobody was there. There was the voice of Wales came, turned up. Yes. The parents, the mums and the, the dads all went across to the BBC to ask them why weren't they out there reporting? Um, and you came down and you've, you've supported us. So you've, you're doing so much in the background that people aren't aware of. That's why I thought it was really important to have you on because, you know, you are really, really supporting the truth movement and, you know, it could jeopardise your business, but you're out there and you are really supporting us. So you, you, you've got other things in the pipeline coming up. Can you divulge any of that? I know you're at a speaking event tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. I'm I'm talking about um, reasons to be cheerful. One, two and three tomorrow. I'm talking about optimism. Uh, and uh, and I think it's really important that we need to be optimistic. In fact, it, it really, if you think about it, optimism is the only means of uh, winning a, a fight. If you, no, no army has ever gone into battle and been successful thinking of, fuck, we've lost this, you know, ooh, we, you know, we may as well just not bother, you know, or, um, you know, oh, let's face it, they've won. Um, you know, you have to be optimistic. Um, as Gene Krantz uh, sort of said, you know, over in Burbank, you know, um, when uh, filming the moon landings, that uh, failure is not an option. Uh, and, and that was probably the truest thing about that whole episode, because actually failure is not an option. Even though they didn't go to the moon, but that's a story for another day. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's another day. Um, yeah, I had an interesting i i had uh, i had a dinner and a lunch once upon a time many years ago with Neil Armstrong, and uh, uh, I haven't heard this story. Go on. Okay, and I. I I, I I did what I you just have an instinct, don't you? You have an instinct that he was a man who was deeply, deeply troubled uh, and uh, who, who found it very difficult to look you in the eye whilst talking factually about any of his achievements. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just 
in hindsight, all these years later, you just think, you know, yeah, it was, uh, he has the same issues that Buzz has. But anyway, like I say, I'm very cautious about not getting distracted. We know where the enemy is. We know that they're at the end of the valley on the top of a hill. We clearly identified them. And so what I don't do is I don't allow myself to get sucked up um, countless chasms on either side as we charge towards the end goal. So, you know, um, I, I, I understand that things aren't right in certain aspects and certain stories, but I don't ultimately care in the greater scheme of things, you know, whether it was the Titanic or the Olympic, I, I, I you know, I'm, I don't care to know the particular name of which government organization assassinated Kennedy. I, I understand that the history was corrupted, but I'm not going to allow that to distract me from the current goal, which is basically supporting independent journalism uh, which is supporting the continual pushing for truth uh, and the, uh, the the waking up of the general public, who incidentally actually are being woken up in massive numbers. You know, the rule of thirds. Uh, people are people are waking up in part, or at least, to the fact that they've been sold a lie, and they're working out every lie in turn now. Um, the globalist plan is basically failing, and you can tell that by their desperation, their arrogance, and their double down. It's it's doing the job of waking people up for us. What are your thoughts? I just want to touch on this because it has been everywhere this week. Uh, the Guardian did a hit piece uh, on Neil Oliver and my dear friend who has been on the show. He was on the show a couple of years ago. He's been on the show loads. Will Keat, yeah. who is been really looking in into the Constitution, the common law, um, trial by jury, trial nullification. Um, what are your thoughts now on one on GB News, Mark Stein leaving? Obviously, they are owned by BlackRock, GB News. So, yeah, but they won't have Kimberly and the mums on. And they're trying to use the papers because the case is ongoing. That's why they're not doing it. But there has been no reporting restrictions given to the case. Otherwise, we wouldn't be able to keep having Kimberly and Lucia and doing what we're doing, because mm. we're certainly never going to jeopardise this case, because it is the most important thing, in my opinion, going on in the country yeah. at the moment with our children. We have to protect our children. They are innocent. They are vulnerable. We do not know who's teaching them within the classrooms. Mm. We look at the what libs of TikTok are putting out. We look at the type of people that are coming out of the universities uh, where they have been totally brainwashed. Um, we have to look out for our children. Yes. Well, what could be? Why is it that, that you yeah. know, thankfully, Lawrence Fox took on Kimberly. He's had her on his YouTube channel. Um, but GB News adamant they won't have her on. Their legal team have been involved. No, no, no. Um, now we've got this Mark Stein leaving um, the blatant attack on Neil Oliver and Will Keat. And what was interesting is they were claiming it we were... Are they anti-Semitic? So if you ever mention Rothschild bankers, that's you classed as anti-Semitic. Yes. But then, Lou, what what do you expect? Um, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I, I certainly wouldn't be I wouldn't be petrified of, you know, a, a paper with an infinitesimally fallen, smalling, uh, small and falling readership as uh, as The Guardian. 
Um, and of course, what does anybody expect from the Guardian except just lunacy and wonkery? It, you know, that's what it's for. It's the new Beano. Um, so, uh, 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 you know, it's the Bolshe Beano and always has been. Um, and so I, 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 I would just simply have expected that anyway. But don't forget that these these smears and attacks just simply serve they serve no real purpose because they don't actually distract people. Once once you've started to see a lie and you've unraveled at least a part of it, you cannot you cannot then go back. The rule of thirds is just basically three adjacent columns. And at one end are those that are lost to us for society. They're, you know, they're basically mentally ill. You know, they are standing for um, you know, the next the next big thing. Um, they'll they'll wear a mask, they'll wear veterinary gloves, they'll wear visors, you know, they'll dose themselves down in bleach, they are just petrified, they are simpering, they have been psyoped into, into oblivion. And many of them will will never really rejoin society if they were really part of it in the first place. Right. The massive central column are those people whose lives have not yet been significantly affected. You know, they are the everyday people in the street. They are they are people who just, I quote, want to get on with my life, man. You know, uh, I, I, you know what? Yeah, I had a jab because I wanted to go on holiday, you know, uh, or, um, you know, I, I, I was just basically too weak-willed under the pressure from my family, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, I just wanted an easy life, et cetera, et cetera. And those people are flooding in to the next column, which is where 20% of the population, at least, in fact, a, 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 a recent uh, a recent commercial poll uh, recognised, uh, although, of course, this is not published, so I won't state it as fact, but um, that approximately 52% of the public are sufficiently distrustful of the narrative, uh, mainstream narrative, as to understand that neither reporting is working in their favour or advising them correctly, appropriately, and that government policy is working against them. And that's a pretty good measure in some respects of what a wake is. Um, uh, sometimes people expect the definition of a wake uh, to be 100% in their silo and you're never going to get that uh you're going to get people who are just doubtful they have questions that remain unanswered they instinctively tend to react in a way which is you know defensive when it comes to um uh when it comes to uh uh, or should I say, mistrustful of almost every policy that gets thrown their way. Another letter from the council. Their, in, their natural instinct is, you know, this is this is out to fuck me, uh, and that is a really good starting point. That's a great starting place. Um, the real battle, of course, is actually one between smart money and stupid money. And I don't know how many people that are out there that listen to people like Tom Luongo, who has a fan fantastic um reality-based markets-based uh podcast called golds goats uh gold goats and guns uh and um tom uh who 
comes out with some fantastic statements, um, you know, the least of which is that major banking firms are wrestling control of capital back from Euro, Euro commie faggots. Uh, but um, the 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 underpinning, going back incidentally, as I swerve wildly to your comments on GB News, GB News is regulated by Ofcom. And uh, Ofcom, as you know, are uh, deeply captured uh, and uh, the, uh, you know, the D notice, which is applied to almost, well, to all broadcasters except independent oh. media. We had fun when I was presenting the UK column when we got in touch with Atvod, who were part of Ofcom, and we were too TV-like. So uh, we ended up uh, filming and uh, presenting the UK column from the UK column kitchen, the UK column, uh, uh, Brian Garish's car, um, because they said we were too TV-like or we were going to get slapped with this massive fine. And uh, we that's when we were taken down. And I think, if I'm right in thinking, that was probably 2014, that was. Hmm. Uh, they stepped it really that right up. I mean... Yeah, they've been captured for a very long time. Control? How are we going to get over, like, having to bend to Ofcom? How do we get past that? It's it's actually almost impossible to get past that in some respects, uh, and uh, there we're we're in a sort of tipping point. We are at a point where the general population are increasingly becoming aware that they're being fed basically bullshit and propaganda. Uh, the the elephant in the room, actually, also incidentally, is net zero. Uh, is that uh, nothing opens people's minds to an alternative thinking or indeed to researching reality, um, quite like poverty and starvation and freezing to death. Uh, And so um, I I like to call it the wood-burning stove moment, um, which is when, uh, you know, your councils contact you and uh, inform you um, that, uh, you know, you might pay a £300 uh, fine for uh, using a wood-burning stove. Um, and, of course, that at first it's lightly received because people automatically assume that this is really only for urban environments and, you know, uh, um, and they remember, you know, the things like the smogs of uh, of old London town, um, even though, of course, they were predominantly from burning coal and wood. But um, when they're sitting cold looking at this big black cast iron edifice in their in their houses thinking you know what i can sit here cold or i can just chuck wood on it um the the whole notion of having to put kiln dried wood into a wood burning stove is just mad well they've closed up they've closed up a lot of chimneys on on council homes yes yes they won't allow them for health and safety reasons and the argument is that's a basic human, that is your basic human rights that we've all got access yeah. to and water. Heat yourself. Yeah, that's right. And they are doing everything, everything to take away anything that we, every right that we're entitled to. We can't yeah. breathe fresh air because they're chemtrailing. They're putting fluoride in the water. You know, they they won't, they're stopping wood burning. You know, this has happened from the beginning of time. Yeah, you know, 
yeah, of course, just... of course. But but Lou, it, it's a, the, the the upside of this, uh, and in some respects, um, you know, I, I I welcome every mad and lunatic proposed policy because all it does is it serves to wake more people up. So you've got what you know, a, a, a eleven to fifteen million households in the country sitting around either an open fire or wood burning stove. Actually, I think that's wood burning stoves. There'll probably be more with an open fire too. Uh, and they are simply going to look at this and go, well, do you know what? Fuck off. Uh, and they will uh, they will burn what they've always burned and they will stay warm on that basis. Uh, and once you've said fuck off once, it's so much easier to say fuck off again. Uh, it, people are people are reaching an animus. They're, they're moving painfully, but inevitably towards an animus. And uh, that is the point at where the tipping point is reached. Um, and like I say, you know, the globalist plan fails. Uh, of course, it's going to fail. You know, people are seeing, you know, with vaccines. Well, I wave my fingers in the air as I say vaccines. You know, never has public faith in big pharma been so low. Uh, the take up of jabs has slowed to virtually zero to the point where actually it's it's ceasing. Um, public spending, you know, the public are aware that we simply cannot print our way out of trouble. Um, we, we, we have to. In fact, People, the average member of the public uh, is actually more fiscally responsible than government. And they know that it's always been in the back of everybody's mind that the worst way to spend money is the government's way to spend money. Government will you give them a pound and they'll spend 50 and they'll they'll piss it up the wall. Uh, NHS, the disintegration of the NHS. Uh, all that is doing is it's increasing uh, the, commu- the huge community of people that are building alternative networks and turning to non-allopathic medicine and health. That, the growth in that sector is huge. It is absolutely massive. Um, I know people, and you must know this too, just by the sheer level of interest in Clive's great work and his fantastic products. Uh, and... Uh, uh, I know people who are in natural health uh, and they are enjoying a boom at the moment. And I'm delighted also to say that most of those people are uh, very ethical about the way that they um, the way that they charge for those services. Um, it's infinitely cheaper to to stay healthy or to to be healthy than it is to recover from illness. Um, and, you know, the old adage the first thing they teach you in med school is a patient cured is a customer lost. Yeah. And of course they don't, as Clive often say, well, as Clive, many people say they only get, I think one afternoon training on natural health. Yeah. Oh, it's as long as that, is it? Wow. I'm almost impressed. So it's like they, you know, it's what medicine medications cure. And the thing is that we keep saying is God has provided everything on this earth for us. He has made our bodies this incredible, incredible thing, this body that, and he's given us all the things it's needed to keep the body going. Mm. So what people don't understand is that when you become ill, it means your body is lacking something. And one thing it isn't lacking is pharmaceutical drugs. Yes. Yes, that's absolutely right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's some vital thing that the body needs to work for its nutrition, its vitamins, its minerals. You know, it needs it needs a whole group of things to work properly. So when you start becoming ill, one of those things need kind of boosting up. 
Yes, we, we have What's going to happen with pharmaceuticals. We our, our immune system is beyond um, beyond belief. It's a, it's an astounding thing. Um, I'm not an expert in natural health. I'm I, I you know I look after myself. Um, I, I'll admit that I do smoke cigarettes, but then you know that's my pension plan. I have to die before I need the pension. But um, you know the the thousand and one things that you can do. Uh, or you can eat. We cannot believe that as a species of animal on this planet, um, that we have managed to survive and thrive as a species without the pharmaceutical industry for uh, uh, the longest period of time. The, the pharmaceutical industry simply cannot survive without human beings. But believe me, we can survive quite comfortably without the pharmaceutical industry. That's exactly it. Exactly. That's exactly it. The only way they stay in business is by people keeping people sick. Yeah. So everyone needs to take a little bit away. Now, just talking because we're on that kind of subject, the Grammy sponsored by Pfizer. I mean, this is a show. Yeah. It, it, we are watching a movie. I mean, how, I mean, Sam Smith, we were having this conversation late last night because we started doing like a late show once a week. And we're saying, we personally believe Sam Smith was probably, went transitioning at a very young age. He was probably a woman to begin with. Um, and then you, do, do you think? Also, I think may, possibly... The thing, you know, uh, the thing is that uh, uh, Sam is just an irrelevance to me. Uh, he's an irrelevance to most people. Uh, he it, is, but what they've done, what the industry done, and what he has had to do to get to where he is. I mean, this, this video, I saw two minutes of it, this video, which is basically a porn. I mean, if I walked in and I saw my a child watching that, I would be losing my shit. Yeah. It, absolutely disgusting and this guy was a, a winner i do believe i didn't know that but I, apparently he was on x factory the winner and he's gone from that to what we witnessed the other day uh well i didn't watch it i just saw the photos after there's absolutely no way it was an absolute not donna. many people did watch. what has gone madonna that isn't even madonna i'm sorry where's her little she was used to have a little mole because I remember when I was very, you know young and she came out used to have to used to get your, your brown eyeliner and put yourself a little a little spot you know like a little mole above her, her lip so that's not her that's I don't know what that a clone I don't know what it is yeah but, but Liz, it's but sponsored Liz. by Pfizer how in your face a satanic ceremony sponsored uh, sponsored by Pfizer. Yes, but what what you do is you just recognise it for what it is, like most people do. Don't don't forget the the the, the standardised the human condition is this: it wants to avoid conflict with its communities and its neighbours. Right, it, it's been part of the success of getting people to wear face nappies and uh, and to um, you know to acquiesce to. Um, to uh, you know, to uh, to being poisoned. Um, it's part of the reason why those policies were successful in some part, right? Not anywhere near as successful as was hoped by by um, you know by uh, the predators, but um, it is part of the reason why is people actually want to live in harmony. Um, if you think about wars, are just merely a lot of people. Uh, who know each other, sending people who haven't got a clue who each other are to go and fight. 
uh and you know uh, uh, sometimes you know sometimes maybe war is uh, is is necessary uh but um you know uh, on the whole most wars are just utterly pointless um i'm, I'm not going to go down that avenue but um you know we're we're we are looking at something which is unrolling at the moment which is just it is just me at the moment it's just a different kind of war it, it is it's uh it, it's uh it, it's a focus on interests. Uh, and uh, I've got to, you know, I've got to be careful what I say in some respects. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm entirely unconvinced, you know, and, uh, I, I, and most people, I think a lot of people do. It's a huge following now for UK column. Um, and you'll get an awful lot of very accurate insight as regards what's really happening in Ukraine. Um but like I say, uh, that is a battle that's being fought by bigger people than me. Um, where the fight back really comes is as large global institutions realise uh, that um, they are not aligned with, aligned with the Davos crowd. You know, no one, no one is interested in doing away with the private formation of capital. You know, it's not in the financial interests of global banking institutions and that's why they are on they are not on board um it's uh, it's why ESG is just falling on its ass and um, you know the regulation isn't isn't going away but but uh, you know but the love of it is is hugely unpopular you know it, it's creating colossal compliance costs uh and it doesn't address capital at risk and uh uh you know you've got the fed in the us that are fighting back by raising rates and they are literally going back to, to international settlements yeah uh, they are literally going to bankrupt uh, blackrock and um what a great day that will be um going back again to you know, your comments as regards GB News and GB News' ownership. You've got to remember that BlackRock and Vanguard are ultimately the stakeholders in almost every meaningful business, um, uh, just simply um, by sheer dint of size. Every single media platform goes back ultimately via BlackRock to Vanguard. So, not Liberty Tactics. No, not Liberty Tactics. That's true. And and that's, of course, you know, why I'm talking to you. Hmm. Why we've so got to keep this, independent media going. Um, yes, and we, we value you. We really do. It's been, it's great. And I hope we can do more little shows. We can have a little Dan half hour or something, maybe once a month. Yes. Well, or, you know, I, 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 it's your little roundup of your world, like what you're seeing from your angle each month. That's really good. Well, I'll tell you what I'm seeing. I'm seeing an increasing number of clients uh, that are questioning the narrative they are they 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 want they want to understand reality not narrative reality they want to understand what's really happening and they want mostly because they they don't want to go bankrupt you know that's it they just don't want to go they don't want to to, to slide into the shit hole. i remember when i first spoke to you and you said you would be amazed at how many people within the kind of top of the media realms and what have you, um, are actually awake. Yeah. But all depending on their pensions, they can't speak out. We heard from Matt Letissier last night and I said to him, do certain members actually, you know, from the, the football, you know, commentators, mm -hmm. Lineker for one, do you really believe that they 
believe the nonsense? Do, you know, what does he think? And he said, absolutely not. Yeah, of course. I, I did that. They're either compromised and they have to stay, say what they're doing mm. or it's all about the money and their contracts and their pensions. But yes. he said you would be amazed. Exactly. That's what's called vested interest. Exactly. And uh, I, I did That's listen to That's even worse, though. That's even worse. Um, yeah, it is. I but personally, being completely asleep and like... Actually, knowing the narrative, knowing what's going on, but not speaking out about it, I think that's far worse than just. Being- I refer you back to that middle column. I refer you back to that big, big middle column that uh, of those people that are not um, sufficiently impacted uh, to to act yet. Uh, I, I mean, I know so many people. In fact, I know probably more people within mainstream media that understand exactly what is going on. Uh, or indeed, in the most part, um, than than don't. Uh, but like you say, eventually, when it's their children that are, that they're coming after, and it is, uh, it, because there's there is there's there's no point in trying to destroy considerable bulks of the human race unless you're prepared to take out children. Um, Can I just bring in? Sorry, just while this has popped into my head. Right. Do you remember at the start of the pandemic, we had Kate Garraway? Yes. Okay. Now, she'd just been on the jungle. Did she win it? Or she came second or something? I have no, Lou, I have no idea. I, I don't watch that. And Kate Garraway, who was a presenter on Good Morning Britain. Yeah. I remember her. The rain. Yes, yes, I remember. The other, she she was the poster boy, poster person for the UK to pump this fear into people. Regards to her husband, that he was he'd gone into hospital, he was on the ventilators, and all of these things, and the hopes that he's mentally ill. Mm. And here we are. All of these things she said was wrong with him don't match COVID at all. No. Well, pumping. What's happened to her? I mean, she was she was there front pages and this poor Kate. And I'm telling everyone, you've got to get a vaccine because of my husband. You're selfish if you don't believe in COVID. Well, it was the bollocks. Yeah, of course. Why is it? You know, why aren't people even questioning that? Well, people it, it's, bread more viewers. it's bread and circuses. I I I expected this. This is. Do you remember this woman, Kate Garraway, who did this? I, I know who you mean, but I mean, I you know, I've never. You don't had- remember the story where she was plastered all over, and her and her husband Derek, he was had this. Why yeah. I remember names, I don't know. I can't remember anything. But yeah, she she was plastered all over the place. Yeah, and she was in the rain all the time, and yeah. Yeah, I, no, I do remember it. I, I just don't watch that kind of dribble. But I'm aware, of story, I'm aware. I'm aware of her. But um, you know, I'm you know, I'm not on, I'm not on Facebook, or I'm certainly not active on Facebook. I've not used it in, you know, I think I used it once for five minutes. We um, are well. We try to be active on Facebook, but we get banned every two minutes. So yeah, it was I am on funny yesterday. It, it was sorry, Dan. It was so funny yesterday because Matt Letizia is going on there, and we had Slip Matt on as well. And they've been doing it very gradually because obviously they're huge public profiles, both in completely different arenas. Slip Matt with his music, Matt with his football. So he, they've done it in a certain way, et cetera, et cetera. 
but they only woke up during COVID where you've got like Catherine and myself, like we are like bulls in a china shop. There's no pussyfooting around with us. We're just in there. We had to, Catherine and I were kind of sitting there chuckling in the background when they're saying, you know, how they've gone about it and how they're approaching people. Whereas Catherine and I, we're constantly bad. We go in the bulls in china shop because we haven't got time for being, being patient now. Not when it comes to the children, but it, that was really interesting. And then another thing he story he said, he said he would he was talking about cash and how important it is that we should all be using cash. And he said he was he told a couple of stories. He said one about going into a bar and he'd ordered a pint and they said they didn't take cash. And he was it was with his friend or it was him. And they said, well, look, I haven't got a card. I only use cash. I'm going to leave this five pounds on the bar. I'm going to take walk away with my pint and you do what you want. And then he said they took it. He then went to buy his wife a handbag. Right. Listen to this. Oh, dear. He said he went into uh, Bond Street to buy the wife a handbag, four figure sum. Like, here we are buying it at like the local market, a £10 handbag, or trying running into Primark. He's going into Bond Street to buy a four, four figure handbag. And they said they don't take cash. And uh, he said he just he, he took the cash out. He was standing there in front of it and they refused to take it. He said he stand there and walked out and they just lost a huge sale because of that. And it was just funny with Catherine and I laughing. Do you know what I mean? Thinking, oh my God, we're begging for three pounds. Yeah. <laughs> but this guy has done so much and uh, we were very, very lucky to, to get him on. And he's an absolute gentleman and he's going to come on the next podcast. So yeah, that was, that was just an interesting snippet from last but time. Matt is a person that people can relate to. Um, you know, uh, uh, people understand him. They can relate to him. Um, I'm never had bad press around him. He's been loyal. He's, he's a loving father with his children. He stayed at Southampton for all his career. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So he just he just asked a few questions, didn't he? And then look what look look where it went from there for him. He's absolutely right. By the way, on cash, he's absolutely right. Just yeah. It, it 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 will dawn on that big middle column on the 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 overwhelming majority who, as I say, and I can't reiterate this strongly enough, they are flooding into our space, into our column. You know, the, have you seen the Mastercards are coming up everywhere? And do you know what they are linked? to this digital ID and this, your carbon credit. So it will keep an eye to deal, to see what, how people are paying with this new MasterCard. It's, and apparently all your food now has got numbers on apparently to see how much your carbon footprint's gonna be. Oh, That's wow. what they're trying to do. But do you know what, it's not gonna work. I am so positive and people, yeah, we, Jason and I had a back and forth last night because this is a great awakening. Things are being ramped up to such a thing. It's not going to happen. I really, I don't see it's going to happen. Yes, it's good to be prepared. It's good to be awake. It's it's good to know what they've got planned. But I just, it's not going to happen. It ain't going to happen. Of course it isn't. They're, 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 they're going to try it and the yeah. and all psychopaths, they're going to double down, which is what you're seeing. They're not going to divert. They're not going to veer away. But all they're really doing uh, and all they're really doing is they're just they're, they're, they're starting a war with no soldiers because you know people are just deserting, um, particularly with cash, because cash, although although that has now slightly dropped, but um, certainly early last year, the increase in cash use was over 400 percent. 
Um, and like all things, people are getting slightly apathetic again and sliding backwards. And, and I'll be honest, I, I I do it myself occasionally because, you know, I, I I don't always have as much cash as I need on me, so I slide the card out. But what people have to remember, and they will, this will dawn on them, is that a cashless society will simply mean that there, there's no means of saving money for a rainy day. You won't be able to sell anything unwanted for cash, you know, because after all, don't forget your, you know, your the intention, although this will never happen. The intention is that you'll own nothing and you'll be fucking miserable, by the way, but you'll own nothing. Um, you won't be able to tip anybody. There'll be no such thing as a car boot or a, or a market stall. Um, you won't be able to give your kids or grandchildren pocket money or anything like that. You won't be able to toss a coin into a busker's suitcase. Exactly. Um, you know, the tooth fairy will become a thing of the past, of course, you know, unless you're going to get, I don't know, something rare, like an egg, you know. Um uh, and there will be absolutely zero <laughs> financial privacy. But people do know this. They are they are sleepwalking to a degree, but by the t- they get when they at the point at which they actually get to the precipice and they can see it, see the grass stop and you know and the you know the ground below. That's the point at which they go Jesus, um, and they go no further. Um, can you imagine the government being able to introduce? any kind of structure control structure uh, effectively no, no. government is just in, it is incapable of doing anything effectively oh it's just it's, it's just not needed it's just it's just irrelevant government is now it's yeah. totally utterly irrelevant well we fundamentally only need really we only need government to def- to defend us which of course they can't do anyway and you know in fact quite the reverse uh and well, they can arm Ukraine to defend themselves, uh, yeah. but they just can't do it in Britain. Well, uh, well yeah, that, that that's correct. And that's another story. And um, yeah, and it's, uh, you know, that is a complex parallelogram of forces. But, it, it, you know, it, we have to remember, we have to be realistic. Right. And it's all very well with people. Um, you know, flying flags, Ukrainian flags in their garden and just sucking in the Kool-Aid and, uh, you know, believing that they're being patriotic, etc. But they actually are remarkably few. Um, uh, 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 You know, there's this tendency for for people to assume that because they're being relentlessly pumped with stories of support, that actually the majority of people support it. The majority of people don't. They don't want to be at war. They don't want to be siphoning the cash out of this country. It's not even our cash, by the way. It's it's just continuously printed. It's just QE dough. There's more and more debt. Um, they don't want uh, to be supplying um uh any kind of armament and you know treasure and blood and treasure basically into a war that they know fuck all about um they they're questioning it once you start to question one thing you start to question everything else it, it's just a it's the human paradigm you can't not you know where uh, you start to think that well you know uh, this safe and effective jab that i was meant to have you know to save granny and uh, to you know to go on holiday etc cetera, etc cetera. well i didn't get the holiday and granny died anyway uh, and i'm now on my fifth bout of flu so it none of it really worked 
Um, and people are dawning on that. So once they understand that they've been lied to once, they understand that not everything else that they're hearing could be true too. And so it's a, it's a graying scale of awareness and people are gradually moving up that scale. So, uh, you know, that's, that's something to be very optimistic about. Um, it, it stands to reason, really, that there are 7.9 billion people on Earth, right? And that number's growing. And we can feed ourselves. And no one is dying of climate change. And uh, carbon dioxide, incidentally, is called plant food, as is nitrogen. Um, the realities are dawning on people because the price that they're going to pay for believing a lie is poverty and starvation. And believe me, uh, people aren't going to swallow it in the long term. Um, and there is no there is no money for big business in uh, in in looking at a market that is ever diminishing because no one is allowed to buy anything. So this whole the whole venture, this whole Marxist venture, was doomed from the start. It's just that we have to go through, and they're going to do a lot of damage. They're going to do some incredible damage, but they aren't going to win. It's as simple as that. Uh, exactly. I just want to now steer, because we're nearly out of time, I would like to steer uh, the show, just the event that you're talking about. You're going to be talking yeah. about things to be optimistic on. Is this a public event for people to come, or is it a ticket? Well, it a, it's, a ticket it's a ticketed event. It is. And, uh, and there there may be a... Talk about it, can we touch on it, and then maybe we... I, I know I'd like to do a show with you after the event, yeah, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a, little brief, a brief synopsis of what the event's on tomorrow. Yeah, it's. It, I, I tell you, it's a friend of mine. Um, uh, he's on Twitter as uh, Yuri Bezmenov's ghost, and I think you know you know him as well. I think, uh, and uh, I can't say his name because he works for a government department. Um, uh, and you can buy tickets at We Got Tickets um it's yuri's winter booster uh and it's in gloucester um it's a it's a decent size audience it'll be quite good fun and a lot of people are going roughly the subject because if people are in gloucester and they're intrigued they obviously want to know roughly what they're going to go and look at or is there details online there are they're... there are details online um you'll find You're it if look... right now <laughs> yes if you look for yuri's winter booster and that's yuri y-u-r-i apostrophe s winter booster yuri's winter booster it's in gloucester tomorrow it's at um it's at uh it's in welsh so i'm going to struggle to pronounce this especially with these glasses on uh gloucester uh lanthony secunda priory uh Door time is 1.30 p.m. Start is at 2. Um, there's talks and then there's some fun. Uh, and it, this and is Yuri's Winter. Yuri's Winter Booster. And you'll get tickets at We Got Tickets. I'm going to put it underneath. Hmm. I'm going to go and put this underneath right they're, now. They're not, they're not expensive. It's not run on a profit basis. Uh, and, um, and also we're going to be talking about uh, Resume tomorrow. Um, because, you know, as I know, we're running out of time. I'll just touch on this now. This is what I really, this is what, I mean, I need to do a whole show on this because this is something that I think is going to change change everything. It's a game yes. changer. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Maybe uh, we could do a show on this, like, in a week or two's time. 
Yeah, sure. Well, I'm speaking with Simon Roberts uh, uh, and Hector Drummond, I think, is there as well. And uh, to be honest, I can't remember the whole lineup uh, because I'm lazy. Maybe I I catch it. My lack of research I catch from um, from James, I think. But um, uh, it's um, it's uh, it's going to be um, we, we will talk through what Resume is. It is a platform uh, that will... You give the website to people so they can go and have a look for themselves. Well, they can do it. Won't tell them a huge amount just yet, uh, but I will give them the I will give them the website. It is resumeparty.org. Um, now, the Resume is only a party because it needed to be in order to access the, um, the electoral roll. And the platform itself is a means of continuously polling uh, and defining and determining exactly what the public really want. Uh, it is the it is it is unhackable. Uh, it is uh, utterly and completely secure. Uh, it is it has been developed over the course of the last two two and a half years by a very very skilled team who were formerly um who were formerly in very large global banking businesses uh at coders um they're very much awake uh and you know uh, uh, uh they they recognized that they needed to do something they recognized they needed to do something which was going to uh change the battlefield uh, and put accountability uh, and 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 basically make our politicians and policy accountable to the general public. I think it's an absolute game changer. I really, really do. And I can't wait till it's all properly up so we can really talk about it. And uh, I'd love to get Simon on the show. Sure. So um, you're 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 there speaking. You don't really you're not really on social media. Um, if people do want to, I'm on Twitter. I am on Twitter. And and uh, I, I sort of lightly engage in Twitter because, like I say, it's it's a misery cathedral, um, and I am an optimist. And you know, I I I, I don't want to spend my life constantly gnashing my teeth. I'm I'm always looking at the optimistic end goal. Um, it, you know, you you send out an aura, and that aura is either one of defeat or one of uh, optimism and success. And like I say, I would much rather I, the, the days that I'm not, you know, on a podcast talking to you or, you know, working with clients, et cetera, you know, I'm out on the beach or, uh, you know, going for a walk or, um, you know, out on the in the fields and our small holding here and doing stuff. Um, you know, I, I want to be happy and I'm buggered if I'm going to be unhappy. Um, and I am on the whole pretty darn happy. Uh, I'll be a bit happy when we've got a lot of dangling ropes, uh, you know, where the, the bit of the world that I'm based in um, actually is quite famous for uh, being a rope making centre um, in years gone. Um, so maybe they'll be able to kick that industry back into life. But um, we have got to be optimistic. We have got to look positively at the future because don't forget, we determine, we determine the future that we have, that we get. Uh, and uh, we have got to learn just to say, fuck off. <laughs> I'm not having it. We've got to learn just to say no. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, 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 tomorrow we're probably going to be riffing most of it, um, Simon and I, 
Um, but we're in an audience that we know we're in an audience that are going to be positive and optimistic uh, and we're there just to add more fuel to their optimism and to tell them why they're they're doing the right thing uh you know we we all know that governance is failing democracy is breaking and trust is falling so what are we going to do about it it's really simple we're just going to become utterly ungovernable en masse that's what you do that's how you that's how you kill this off. Uh, when people realise that their children are a target uh, of this anti-human global technocracy, believe me, they will fight back. It's happening in the US now. It's happening in the States big time. Um, the Republican Party has regrown its teeth in some respects. And, um, you know, the, the kickback is happening. Evil does not thrive forever. I even Sorry. the blog agrees. Yeah, exactly. So just repeat your Twitter handle again, please. I'm at Lord Ricks. Are you uh, a lord? Is there a bit of lordiness in you? No. Oh. <laughs> you didn't go and buy a little acre of land to, um, you, could, you could get a tiny little plot of land, you know, so you could re be a real lord. Do you know that? Yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, anything's possible or anything will be possible. Exactly. <laughs> once we once we uh, once we get past this little um you know yeah once we get past <laughs> this sort of year a faggot um escaping policeman but um yeah uh, if you can come tomorrow uh I'll put a link underneath this show this will be going out later on today so thank you so much daniel and thank let's you. do let's do a little once a month show with um optimistic optimism with daniel Yes, optimistic Ricks. Yes, um, that's it. But Simon, my colleague Simon, who... Uh, yes, he's got to come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, we don't work together in anything other, in any capacity other than on this particular Resume project, but uh, he is a long friend and he is infinitely more erudite than I am. Um, I, I am always, I apologise to any of the listeners that think I may be a bit stuttery, but I have to sort of check everything I say in my brain before I say it, because I'm aware of how much damage I can do. I know. And I do understand that. And I do. And I, I don't ever, you know, I don't want yeah, I'll quite to do any damage. So you've always got to be careful. And we do understand that because in the end it does, you know, what you're doing out there in like. Well, we're attempting. Wise is, is supporting people independent journalism so you know i get it i totally and utterly get what you're yeah. doing and i'm delighted that you've you've done your first show with me so you know let, let's see what happens daniel well, fantastic Lynn, Any, thanks for having me like, is there anything you'd like me to play out with oh, okay. um I, you know i'm sorry say a song what's your favorite song Oh, do you know, bloody hell, I don't really have one, actually. How about smoke gets in your eyes? Smoke gets in your eyes? Okay. No problem. We will, we will sort that out. Bearing in mind, I've, uh, uh, you know, I've got to... Although, actually, I tell you what, I did listen to something really fantastic, actually, quite recently, called Mi Negra Ave Maria by Robert, uh, Roberto Fonseca. Uh, and I might even ping you the link to that, actually. Yes, ping me the link and we'll play out with something posh. Yeah, it's really hopeful. Uh, no, no, it's, um, it's not posh, kid. It's, oh, it uh, sounds like it's very posh. No, it's just slightly alternative, but uh, I think you're going to really like it. I'm pinging it to you now. Lovely. Thank you so much, and I can't wait to have you back on. 
Take care, Lou. And we'll see you really soon anyway. We do. Thanks, love. Bye. What a show. That's my friend Daniel. As I say, he's been so loyal. He's really done so much in the background for us, Public Child Protection Wales as well. And uh, he has been quite a lot on the line, actually, coming to, to speak on this show. So God bless him. LibertyTactics.co.uk. If you want to support the shows, you can do so. We now have a newsletter that we're going to be sending out just once a week with just what's been the roundup of the week. More articles are going to be going up. So at the moment, we're fiddling around with this newsletter app. But if you go to the bottom of Liberty Tactics homepage, uh, you will see two blocks where you can fill in your name and your email address. You won't be getting spammed. We will just send you a weekly roundup of what we are doing. And obviously, if you'd like to support the show, please do so. Um, as you know, we've been taken down off PayPal. We've been taken down off Stripe. I'm not even allowed to have an eBay account. Uh, Facebook are censoring, Instagram are censoring. I still haven't got my old Twitter account back. I had to start a new one. We're on Getter, we're on True Social and everywhere else. So thanks for listening, guys. And uh, we'll be back over the weekend. God bless. Daffodil peddler, dallying in petals, as only a florophile can. And I saw her on the brink of the water, where the waves lit the earth, wet the sands. There have been a thousand boats that have crossed this water, and we have lived through a million storms. With all the thunder that has crashed the buildings, set fire to trees, and scorched this earth, we are still here and are learning patience, despite our foibles and the human curse. And yes, maybe, just maybe, we can return. The land of animals, four-footed walkers, and we two-footed creatures can find a way 
future for 